Today on the newscast, Amir Sarfati of Behold Israel joins us to break down restored relations between Iran and Saudi Arabia. What does it mean for Israel, America, and the world, and what are the prophetic implications? That's next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We promised you on Friday that we would share more on that China broker deal between Iran and Saudi Arabia. And we've got the perfect guest to do just that. Our good friend Amir Sarfati of Behold Israel is here to break down the geopolitical and prophetic implications of this deal. And folks, they are potentially very significant. Now be sure to subscribe to Amir's channel right here on YouTube at Behold Israel. Also follow him on Telegram where he's posting frequent updates and be on the lookout for his upcoming book, Has the Tribulation Begun? Here's our interview. Amir Sarfati, it is great to see you as always, my friend. Welcome back to The Watchman Show. Thank you, Eric. Uh, it's always a great honor to be with you. Yeah, hey, we were recently together on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. It's great to be in person, but we'll take this too because you've got some important breaking news, Amir, you want to share with us that Saudi-Iran deal and not only the geopolitical implications, but the prophetic implications, which nobody's really talking about yet. But first things first, why now for this Saudi-Iran deal? It, it seemed to take a lot of people by surprise. Of course, Israel and Prime Minister Netanyahu have been talking about a Saudi-Israeli deal, potentially. Now we have this curveball, Iran and Saudi Arabia. What do you make of this and what do you make of the timing? Okay. First of all, we have to remember one thing. In the Middle East, it's not always what you see. Most of really what matters is being the behind the scenes. And I think that the biggest thing here is not the Iranian-Saudi deal, is the decline of the U.S. status in the Middle East and the rise of the Chinese status in the Middle East. This is the big deal here, because Iran and Saudi had relationship before 2016. Then came the execution of an of a Iranian or a Shiite cleric by the Saudis that brought uh, riots in Tehran and Mashhad against uh, the Saudi uh, a mission, diplomatic mission there. And that, of course, caused the, to sever the relations between the two. And since there are no ambassadors in the embassies in the two countries. So we're not talking about something unusual. These countries had ties before. They severed them for a few years, and now they're back having it. The question is now is, who is the one who is brokering that deal? And that is something that we have to pay attention to. Um, and, and I think that right now, more than uh, falling in love with Iran, Saudi is actually signaling both to America and Israel, do something or else we're going to have to run to the open arms of the Chinese and the Iranians. Because this agreement is not valid until two months from now. There's two more months to go before it enters into effect. The declaration was given in Beijing, but we still have 60 more days to go. And more than anything, it's a declaration or even plea to the Americans and the Israelis, unless you want us to run to the open arms of the Iranians and the Chinese, do something and move forward with what you had planned. Yeah, Amir, that two-month window is an important point I haven't heard anyone make. The Saudis could conceivably pull out of this deal with Iran uh, in the meantime, but a lot of that, as you mentioned depends on the Biden administration's response. Before we get into the Israeli angle, 
and how they're receiving this in Jerusalem. Uh, what about the Biden administration? Is this a wake-up call for them? Will they heed the call, number mm -hmm. one? And secondly, you, you mentioned China has to be feeling pretty good about themselves right now. Not only that China feels good, China insisted that all the negotiations and the agreements will not be in English, either in Farsi, in Arabic, or in Mandarin. It's amazing. I mean, English was not allowed to be used there. That's how much they want America out of the picture. Now, the second thing is uh, we have to understand that the Saudis are very disappointed with the United States. It has to do with the fact that in 2019, when the Aramco oil facilities were attacked by Iran from Iranian soil, America didn't really do much to uh, help the Saudis to protect themselves. That was in 2019. Of course, we know that President Trump later on ordered the assassination of Qasem Soleimani, but it wasn't because of the Aramco as much as because of the plot to attack the U.S. embassy in, in Baghdad. But I also want you to understand that there are three more reasons why the um, uh, the uh, Saudis are disappointed with America. One, America is always talking about human rights and human rights and a violation of human rights. But remember, Iran is not really a saint. They look what they do with their own people. China is not saint, and yet America seems more tolerant towards Iran and China and than to the uh, Saudis. Another thing is the fact that. Um, the Americans demanded that Israel will uh, will tell them in advance before it will attack in Iran. That was the agreement before the the previous uh, Israeli uh, government of change and the Biden administration. No surprises. Now, of course, why would the Saudis want the Americans to be alerted and by doing so maybe to veto an Israeli strike at the right time against uh, the Iranian nuclear uh, nuclear program. And the last thing is this. The Saudis may say that they want a Palestinian state and, uh, you know, Jerusalem as their capital. But behind the scenes, the Saudis are not interested at all with the Palestinian issue. And we know that because just a week and a half ago, we heard that there were negotiations between Israelis and, and the Saudis. And the Saudis says all we want for a deal is A, allow us to have um, a nuclear program that will be civilian for you know civilian purposes and give us a status in NATO, at least a, a status like Israel and, and Qatar and Jordan have. So we want some guarantees for our security. So the Palestinian issue was never on the table as a stipulation for an agreement between Israel and the Saudis. So it's the Biden administration that is pushing the Palestinian thing into the, the thing. It's the Biden administration that is pushing the Israeli government to alert them before they do anything in Iran. And it's the Biden administration that is always nagging the Saudis about human rights. And therefore, the Saudis are saying, you know, our patience is running out. And uh, we, you know, if you need to do something about it before we are running to the open arms of the Chinese and the Iranians. Yeah, Amir, great point. Look, the Saudi royal family, as you said, is much more concerned about the looming nuclear armed Shia Lovely. superpower at its doorstep than it is mm -hmm. a Palestinian state. Yeah. Speaking of the Palestinians and the broader uh, implications for the region as a whole, Prime Minister Netanyahu has been speaking frequently about a potential Abraham Accords deal with the Saudis. Is that out the window now for Israel no. in light of this? It's not. And great, great point. And just 
What are they saying in Jerusalem right now? How is this being received? I think more than ever before, this deal that we still have 60 days until it gets into effect is actually a plea of the Saudis for the Americans, wake up and let's broker a deal, uh, Abraham's Accord deal between us and the Israelis, because we prefer 10,000 times more to be on the side of the American, the Israelis, and on the side of the Chinese and the Iranians. Look, the conflict between Iran and Saudi Arabia is more than 1,200 years old. We're not talking about con uh, conflict between two countries. We're talking about conflict between two factions in one religion, the Shiites and the Sunnis. And that's exactly why the ties between the two countries were severed in 2016, because of the Shiite cleric that was executed and by the Sunni regime of the Saudis and the Shiites in Iran attacked the Sunni embassy. It was all about that. It the, the walls of animosity and hatred between the two countries are not down. It's still there. And they really prefer Israel to be their ally than Iran. They just need assurances. They need securities. They need some sort of agreement that they can hold on to. And that is why I believe those 60 days are crucial. It's a window of opportunity for Israel and America to get their act together and uh, take the Saudis back uh, to their side. And, of course, biblically, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that, we know exactly where the Saudis are going to be in the coming Ezekiel war. A perfect segue to our last question, Amir. And also, you've talked about that Iranian inner conflict. You can touch on yes. that as well. But the prophetic implications, does this have a biblical meaning? The Saudis, the Iranians, a tentative deal, as, you, as, you, as you've correctly pointed out. Are there prophetic implications here that we should be watching? So first of all, one word about the inner conflict in Iran. In Iran, there are two camps. There's the, there is the moderate and there is the very hardcore, uh, and the, which is the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. It seems like it's the moderates that push for this agreement. The, uh, the Revolutionary Guard is not in, in love with it because they don't want to hear of any collaboration with the Sunnis. They, these Sunnis are... You know, they are infidels, uh, you know. For, so so even in Iran, it's not even, you know, sure that this agreement is going to be uh, digested well. But now coming to the biblical thing or uh, aspect of it, in Ezekiel 38, we see that the attack on Israel that will be done by Russia and also by the uh, Turks and the Iranians will be criticized and protested by Sheba and Didan, which is the Saudi Arabia and the Arabian Peninsula. So we know that biblically, the Saudis will not be on the side that attacks Israel, but it will be on the side that criticizes that attack. So, you know, fill in the blanks between that which we know is going to happen and that which is going on today. Thanks again to our good friend Amir Sarfati for those important biblical insights. We'll continue to keep you updated on this story as it develops and as the prophetic chess pieces move on the board. Remember to subscribe to Amir's YouTube channel at Behold Israel and follow him on Telegram as well. He's doing great work for the kingdom. And be sure to keep it right here for all the latest news that matters to you for such a time as this. Thanks again for joining us here today on The Watchman. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.